Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watch Season 3, Episode 15, Quiet Minds. As always, we'll start off with a little synopsis. In the enchanted forest in Rumpel's dark castle, Belle and Neil are searching for a way to bring Rumpel back. Lumiere, a talking candle, leads them to a key and takes them to the Dark One vault where he can be where Rumpel can be resurrected. Belle discovers that Lumiere is in cahoots with Zelina, but not before Neil uses the key at the cost of his own life. Rumpel attempts to save Neil by absorbing him into his own body giving up his dagger to Zelina in the process. Zelina now controls Rumpel and the dagger, and Belle only escapes thanks to Lumiere, making a surprise move. In Storybrooke, Neil returns with no memories and sneaks out of the hospital with Hook's assistance to aid in the search for Rumpelstiltskin. After bumping into both Rumpel and Neil in the woods, Emma discovers that Neil and Rumpel have been sharing a body. She separates them, and Neil sacrifices himself so that he can so that they can find out the truth about the Wicked Witch from Rumpel. Zelina recaptures Rumpel, and Emma has to tell Henry that his father died, but that he was a hero. Roger, what did you think of this episode? It was a great concept that was shoved into one episode that should have probably been maybe the entire season, or at least three to four episodes. There's a lot of good pieces here. There's a lot of things I don't care for. Um... Yeah, I, I, this is kind of how I felt about the season. Too much, too quickly jammed into one episode, in my opinion. Yeah, I like a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. I like this episode. I like a lot of the performance in this episode. Like, the ideas are great. I think you're right. Like, this, the reveal that, like, Rumpel had absorbed Neil into his body, like, what happened to Neil could have been the the big reveal of the season. And they kind of told it to us here like it was nothing. And I don't necessarily think that's I mean I I I I wanted it to go differently, but I also there's I still have a lot of questions, so they didn't answer all my questions. But yeah, I'm just not sure. It was like there were four or five big shocking moments like if you think back to season 1, Catherine's missing. End of episode. That was a big moment. That would be like if they jammed like all of those into one like Catherine's gone, Catherine's back. Uh, we found the heart with Mary Margaret and Charming had a phone call and you took all those and put them into one episode and you're like, this is too much. Like, space this out. I don't know if it's the half season format that forced them to rush it. I, I just think there was too much here. Like, there's a lot of good, but I needed more in-depth for each one of these things. Agreed. Um, where should we start? I don't know. <laughs> let's start, let's flip it and let's start in Storybrooke. Okay. Um, but let's not end in Storybrooke. Let's go... Or, so let's end in Storybrooke as well. Let's go Storybrooke, Enchanted Forest, and then back to Storybrooke. That makes okay, sense. Okay, sure. Okay, um, so we start the episode in Storybrooke mm-hmm. with a uh, little meeting at Granny's before it opens up. Regina and the idiots have returned! I also loved Granny's, no one gets between Leroy and his bacon. And I believe that. I 100% believe that. <laughs> 100%. I think it's weird that they chose to use this public space to meet. Like, why wouldn't they just go to the loft? That's what they did before. You mean the place with no doors? Yep, the place with no doors. But Henry doesn't isn't there. He's at oh, Granny's. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, or like, couldn't they use Granny's other, like, sitting room? I think that's where Henry is. Oh. Yeah. He can't hear them? No, it's, there's, the there's doors. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, definitely using the diner was a bit shocking, but it's probably just the easiest to film them all there. Yeah, probably. There are a lot of people. And we haven't seen Granny in a while. Her contract probably required an appearance. I feel like Granny should have been here for this, too, so I'm okay with yeah. that. They referenced her once before. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then we kind of cut to Zelina, and after seeing that Rumple had escaped in the last episode and we were confused about that, the dagger isn't working. She can't call the Dark One. Which is what I would wonder, he had he really broken free? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, and we'll, we learned throughout the episode that... He is, but he isn't. Yeah, the he the reason that the dagger is working is that he is not currently just the dark one. He is a com his his mind is full of voices. Yeah. Can't focus. And she's mad about it. Like this is not so I wondered had she let him go. Like, was this a Zelina plan? And then now it's very clear this was not part of Zelina's plan. She's pissed. And she wants the flying monkey to go find him. Because she tells him, Go recapture him. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't take long for Zoom's plan to start to backfire a little bit. That's true. Um, the Hook, Snow Charming, and Emma go to tell Belle that Rumpel is alive. <laughs> and, gosh, when she finds out and then they, like, sort of imply that he'll come find her and she says he'll come to me and then she smiles. So fucking sweet. Very sweet. I, I, I really do still like this, Belle and Rumpel. I love this scene. Oh, this, you're talking about when Hook offers to protect her? <laughs> yeah, well, first I like when he says, I'm surprisingly good at research, which I think is true, Agreed. actually. Well, we talked about in season two, we had that plan that, like, Cora and yeah. Regina were like, oh, that's a good plan. Um, and then Bella's like, what the, like, what the fuck? No. You're going to protect me? <laughs> yeah, what about that? You, you do know he tried to kill me. Twice. twice. <laughs> no, I, then, think, I think he says sorry about that, and then I think Bella goes twice. He, she says... I'm uh, you know he tried to kill me, and then he says sorry with a question mark. <laughs> and he says something about extenuating circumstances. Yeah, first he says extenuating yep. circumstances, and then he sa- and then she says twice, and then he says sorry. sorry? <laughs> um, I just thought it was funny. It was about time that she called him out. Absolutely, for that absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it actually is very within Belle's character to forgive someone for something like that. Is it? Yeah. She's a very forgiving person. Sure. She can see that he wants to help now. Yeah. Like, I feel like we were owed a heartfelt apology here. Yes. And not I, a sorry. heartfelt apology. Like, it be. should have been, look, I kind of like what Regina has said. I've done terrible things. I was consumed by vengeance. I should have never done this to you. I'm actually sorry. We actually get some further interaction between I love all future interactions between Bell and Hook Agreed. and I think that I think that their relationship is interesting yeah Hook is actually very interesting with most of the women on the show it's yeah. just one I don't care for well he doesn't it, and it's not that it's way not, it's not like that no. at all but I, I mean like even like um, Hook and Snow are actually kind of funny because he's always saying inappropriate shit to her and she's always like, like <laughs> constantly you yeah oh you oh you Tie me up. Let's just really get into it. Then Emma loops back with Henry. Um, and she brings him a bagel. And <laughs> he says, that's a bagel? That reminded me of the conversation we had where I did not know there was a difference between bagels and New York bagels. I just can't even believe that you didn't know I mean, that. I've never had a New York bagel. Yeah, but it's just like a thing. It's like uh, a thing. I ain't from New York. I'm a California boy. We don't give a damn about bagels like that. 
Um, Wait until you have one. I mean, I'm sure they're delicious. <laughs> I don't know. Much like everything else New York talks about, they're probably... I don't even good. like bagels, and New York bagels are delicious. I feel like New Yorkers and people who've been to New York hype up everything about New York, and every time I've had it, I'm just like, it's fine. It's not nearly as good as that. Like, New York the city is overrated as fuck. New York is great. I mean, it's aight. But... He, he's so disappointed at the bagel. It's quite hilarious. So disappointed. And she's like, we're not in Manhattan anymore, kid. <laughs> he also, uh, typical Henry, is like, you, you, you know you're not fooling me, right? Like, something's up. And she, she sort of tries to lie, and it's not good. His mom's suck at lying. Yeah. I mean, Emma doesn't want to be lying to him here, but she also sort of does because she doesn't want him to get his memories back. So, like, I think she's having a weird... At one point we had mentioned where we had thought that we had heard Emma say, I don't really want him, um, Henry to get the memories back to Regina. And I haven't run into that yet. Maybe it comes later. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I, I did hear her say in this episode to Neil, I don't want him to remember you, which is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Especially when you know the only thing he knows is what you've told him. Yeah. Which is like, oh, wow, Emma's back to being that mom again. Yeah. Um, but I do respect that Henry goes, you know what? I know you're lying, but I trust you. So, okay. Do what you need to do. We're obviously here for a reason. Yep. And she, she like admits that she's been lying, but she's like, you just got to trust me. Yep. I, I think Henry and Emma are some of Jennifer Morrison's best scenes. Like she actually plays off of him very well. Mm -hmm. Like they do a great job together. Yeah. She actually has a couple of great scenes in this episode. I agree. hundred percent. Um, and then we get some more uh, Bell and Hook. I like when she's handing him the book and she says, careful to be careful. That. And he's like, dealing with a hook here. I mean, he will use any excuse to use it. He will use any excuse to use Couldn't it. Couldn't he use his other hand? Well, you can't open a book with, I guess you could set it on the hook and then open it. Like you yeah. set it flat and then use your good <laughs> hand and you just open it. Like, I feel like that's an easy solution here. It's true. Also, at some point, we are now in the real world. So like, couldn't you get, like, a fake arm? Or, like, an actual hook that, like, the he useful kind? Still stuck on. I mean, I feel like his hook is very useful. He nearly killed the dark one. That's true. So. That's but I'm true. just saying he could get, like, a hand. He does. Also, we know magic. He's also really good with that thing. Like, sometimes he, like, stops Emma by wrapping his hook around her upper arm. And, like, if he missed even a little. <laughs> but, like, would, doesn't he want his arm back? Like, we have magic. We know you can fix that. Ask Whale. I don't know. He's a captain. What would his name be? Captain Hand? Killian Jones. <laughs> you could still be Captain Hook. Like, if Blackbeard shaves his beard, he's still Blackbeard. I guess that's true. And then Neil stumbles into the shop. No, not stumbles. He forces his way into the stop shop and falls down and passes out. He, like, out. shoulder block hammered that door. And they thought it was Rumple, which is like... Rumple would never do that. That's no. not Rumple's not violent. Like no, he's not physical like that. But well, Hook had his sword out too. Like he wasn't sure who it was. Oh, of course, because yeah. they thought it might be. And then yeah, Neil passes out in there, which was like, oh shit, Neil's here. Neil is not. Oh, here. and we skipped the part where we saw Gold running. Oh yeah. So Gold the, is alive too. The important piece is that we knew that he had escaped, but Gold is sprinting through the yeah. woods, which is like this is the first time I think I've ever seen him run. And he is running for his life. Yeah. Which is, the woods apparently are much deeper. Like, the, apparently the trek between the farmhouse and town is a ways. Yeah, I mean, they drove. The other yeah. people drove there. Yeah, so he is running. Which, can he not use his magic at this point? Um, 
Probably not. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he has the ability to, like, theoretically, but he's so... He's just... He probably him. has one thought, get to Bell. Get to Bell. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. And he's crazed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so he gets in there, so we now know Neil is alive. Yeah. And they take him to the hospital. Yep. We don't get to see Whale, sadly. No Whale. Um... But they find that scar on his hand, and they send Belle to do some research on it. Yeah, the branding. Good use of Belle. It's exactly how Belle should be used. That's right. Um, and they, Emma and Neil kind of have a heart-to-heart. They have that conversation about how Emma doesn't want him to remember. And he says, my son has no idea who I am. He just thinks I'm the jerk who abandoned him. Yeah. I also like that this conversation wasn't about him trying to get with her. It was about... I just, like, I'm not trying to barge into your life. I just want to get to know myself. Yeah. Which is, I think, is, like, uh, an appropriate... Like I had said at the end of Going Home, I think he's acknowledged that he's lost and it's over, and so now he just wants to be a dad. Yeah. Which is totally reasonable. Yeah. Um, And they put Hook in charge of guarding him at the hospital. Or keeping him safe. <laughs> Interesting choice. Yeah. Did he offer or did they assign it to him? It sounded like they assigned it. But I I believe he said that, but he actually said, I need to talk to Neil. Oh, yeah. Because they do have the conversation. When he hugs him, he says, this was long overdue. Yeah. They admit the love triangle was ridiculous. And it was fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I like how they sort of position... They, it's like they're trying to position it. Like, they're still fighting. Like, at one point, mm-hmm. Hook is like, I'm I am way. in your way. Yep. But that's not really what it's about. No. Um, well, and he hugs him. He was like, yeah. this is long overdue. Um, and then they even talk about how we got into this kind of nonsense over a woman, and then they seem to come into an understanding. Yeah. You also forgot the part where Hook brings him jello and <laughs> says that he's sure that it has strong medicinal properties. <laughs> you know what that makes me think of? They tried to, they may force fed me something called baloney. <laughs> yeah. But, like, of course that's what someone would think. Like, hospitals are always full of jello, And it's like, well, if they have this here, it must be medicine. Well, why else would you eat something yeah. that was green and gelatinous? <laughs> like, obviously, it's got to heal you. Yeah. Um, I also really, like, hook letting him go was big. I liked that a lot. An understanding. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Yeah, I, I did. It also... So, at the time, it very much felt like the end of their journey together. Yeah. Like, it felt like a goodbye. Which at the time, I remember watching and going, that, this feels weird. Like, it's like they're never going to yeah. see each other again. Of course, that is explained later. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where to go now. Um, let's go to Regina and Robin. Great, sure. Pivot, pivot to the other part of Storybrooke. Those two have a hilarious interaction at first. Robin is not a weak man. He goes for the kill immediately. He just shoots her, and then she catches it like a badass. Reminds me of Peter Pan. And he just says, apologies, m'lady. I mean, look, if you think it's the Wicked Witch, you shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. He shot first. She ducked out and snatched it in the air. But Regina's point, you think you can bring down the Wicked Witch with sticks. Which is funny, (laughs) because they don't remember this, but in the past... He did bring down the monkey with sticks. Yeah. And this is also an automatic crossbow. This is not just a bow and arrow. It's true. Now, she has magic, but still. Yeah. Uh, dying by an arrow would suck. It's Their energy here is a little different. I think they have energy in the Enchanted Forest, too, but they instantly both seem to like each other here. And there's more of the, like, 
he's annoying, but maybe I like him in the Enchanted Forest. Yeah, I think they're more schoolboy, schoolgirlish in the Enchanted yeah. Forest, whereas this, this is more. This is actually closer to me in the way that like. Um, like almost like Rumpel and Belle when they meet each other, you can kind of tell there's a connection, even though they don't, like they're not a thing, but you're like, there's something there. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is yet. And he, I mean, he's very bold. When she's looking through that cabinet, he's just checking out her butt and then he calls her bold and audacious. <laughs> I like, I think he even says, well, for the view from yep. here, and his eyes clearly had dropped down. And the best part is Regina looks up and she smirks because she knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. She looked so so disappointed when he leaned in and she thought he was gonna kiss her and then he didn't yeah and then she makes that a really funny and hilarious speech about the whiskey like it's a potion that can conjure courage and give you strength and a love potion of sorts it's whiskey not so good in the mornings though not good in the morning which is when he really because he didn't know what it was yeah yeah, which is funny that, you know, so, like, you normally, Regina likes to taunt people with, like, her physical presence. I don't recall a situation where she's the one essentially being toyed with. Yeah, no. Because he's clearly, he knows what's going on, he's messing with her. Yeah. Like, he potentially got close, and we're like, oh, that was quick. And then he grabs a thing to mess with her. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of like a funny flip on that. He also doesn't seem at all concerned that they're just in the Wicked Witch's house. No. <laughs> he's like, Regina will protect me. I mean, me. he's with the evil queen. <laughs> Uh, and then she sees his lion tattoo, and she does exactly the same thing that she did last time. She runs away. No explanation. You know who she reminds me of there? Who? So I proposed. I should have known this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious that she takes the same... Is this just the thing that women do? When you're freaked out, you just run away? It's a thing that women that, or men that have issues might do. I don't know any men who just run away. I don't know. Um, and then at the end... She does, she sees him playing with Roland, and she seems to be, like, thinking about something. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's she... kind of unclear if she is, like, sad that, like, she missed out on having that family with him, or if she's, like, thinking about taking a next step. It was kind of unclear what her intentions were. When she has the flashback, I was shocked that she panicked, because the situation that she was in right now seemed to be helping what the like what um tinkerbell had said to her like this is your true love and you guys are having like an energy moment right now why did you all of a sudden freak the fuck out i don't know that's a good question very odd by the way another example of real energy yes there's real energy there i agree with that statement yeah we also get sorry go ahead no i was gonna say like you know how we talk about when snow and charming look at each other they have that kind of like oh damn they got some fireworks pretty quick yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, jumping to Charming and Emma in the woods? Yes. Okay. So he's sort of talking to her about Henry, and he realizes that she wants to go back to New York when all of this is over. Rejecting being the savior once again. And he again. seems disappointed, but also a little, like, I, I get, get that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, again, I've said this many times, I think David and Emma have a better relationship because he's more pragmatic. Like he understands why someone would take the choice, even if it's not necessarily the courageous choice, because he's like, no, I get it. You were happy there. Yeah. You didn't have the burden of being the savior and you just want to go home. Whereas like if that were Mary Margaret, she'd be like disappointed and lecturing her on this, you know, like they just have a different relationship. 
Well, and Emma makes a good point. A week ago, Henry and I were playing video games, eating fruit roll-ups. Now I'm chasing after the dark one, hoping he can help me find the Wicked Witch. Though, as I said last episode, all of that was fake. Like, you were actively trying to go back to a fake life, essentially. Well, the... Yeah, I mean, the... Giving up the family that she's been looking for forever is ridiculous. Yeah. But the playing video games and eating fruit roll-ups isn't fake. Like, they sure. were doing that, and but it was great. Can, but it, you can do that in Star Trek. Yeah. Like, well, and she should also know that she knows the Savior doesn't get a day off. And even if she wants to run from it, she couldn't let something happen to them without doing anything. Like, being able to hang out with your son is a thing that you can still do. As if Steve Rogers could go back in time and not do anything. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know, man. Peggy's hot. You think that he could just sit through 50 years and not participate as a hero in anything? For Haley Atwell? Yeah. She's pretty hot. Um, And then they run into Rumpel. Uh, they run into Rumpel first? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They were, and he's like on his knees and crazed. There's no room. Yeah. Like, the too many voices in my head, there's no room. Like, they've never seen him like that before. No, because you've seen Rumpel a little bit more fantastical, but like you said, this is gold out of his mind. Yeah. He's whacked out of his mind. <laughs> and then the flying monkey that Zelina sent finds them, and Charming uh, De-wings slices it? it, which is, who is that flying monkey? They lost it. <laughs> They're going to have to go to gold with their obvious prices that cost an yeah. arm and a leg. Also, I did point this out when we watched it. Regina... In the Enchanted Forest, couldn't hit that monkey with a fireball. Charming. I, yes. I, she should have been able to figure out something. And she did. She was able, she figured, the second time it attacked, she poofed it she into, poofed it a, into a, a Yes. But I, I do understand throwing a fireball, like, 20 feet in the air, it takes more time You're for right. it to travel. And yes. the sword is six feet long. But her initial six plan. Feet. Not six Definitely. feet. Four that's, feet. That's like the buster sword. <laughs> Um, but it's like that Charming is immediately able to disarm yeah. it and deal with the problem. Well, he's an Avenger. He is as an Avenger. Know. But yeah, it was just kind of funny. Uh, they lose Rumple. Hey, Rumple just dips. Yeah, he just runs away. Yeah. But then Emma and Neil bump into each other. Which is n- nuts. Like, Neil's just in the woods. Well, he left the hospital. I know, but that's the thing. So, like, she just saw Rumple yeah. and now she's just running to Neil. I also love. Excellent delivery by Jennifer Morrison when he's like, well, you're going to have to drag me back to the hospital and that's going to take a bunch of time if you want me to not come with you. And she's like, fine, let's go. <laughs> she does that very well. I agree with you. That that level of like just resignation. She thinks about it for a second and she's like, fine, fine let's go. Because she was going to do it. Oh, totally. 100% was going to do it. Yeah. And Playing the straight woman. That's where she's great. Their conversation is adorable in so many ways. Oh, yeah. I actually think about the pizza conversation a lot. When Uh, she says, we like the pizza in New York, and Neil says, did Henry like it? He clearly means New York City. And Emma says, Henry loves pizza. pizza. (laughs) I really like when he says, we never did find Tallahassee. And I also like it when he talks about, um, what is it? Oh, yeah, I was married. I was engaged. I almost married a minion of my evil grandfather, Peter Pan, so I know what you mean. Yeah. That kind of, like, understanding of each other's weird trials and tribulations I thought was very good. Like, that's where I wanted them to stay. Yeah. Well, and they... Like, they laugh in that scene. Yeah. We actually don't see Emma laugh very often. Only with Neil. Yeah. That's the thing that I've said for... Does that... 
her and Neil are much better on screen together. Sometimes Henry makes her laugh. But, sure, but, but Henry's but, her kid. Yeah. And Henry's great. But like this, we don't get to see this like softer side. Mm-hmm. I actually remember how I proposed that like I wish we had like the Laney to Beckett. I wish Neil were her Laney. Mm. We're like, okay, you know this person, you trust this person, open up to this person yeah. and let us know what you feel, even if you're closing off to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like we should skip now. Yep, we should go to, to the Enchanted Forest. Okay. Belle and Neil are at the Dark Castle. Interesting, um, it's dark as hell. Like, it is, it's snowy outside. The way they position this is interesting because it reminds me of a Rumple and Belle where, like, Neil's in the forefront. He's got this, like, determined look on his face. Like, he's going to do something. And Belle's kind of, like, talking to him in the background. Like, it's very interesting the way that they are positioned there. Yeah. Um, well, and they kind of talk, they talk about Rumple a little bit. Uh, Neil says, it took me a while to see past all, all, all of, of Rumple. All of this? Yeah. To the good man trying to get out. And Belle says, he did get out. Mm-hmm. And Neil agrees. Yeah. Um, and then Belle says, the best thing ever. Something better than magic books. <laughs> is that a top five line for you? I, You know, I actually didn't put it in my favorite moment section, but it is a very good line. And the thing that I think is the most interesting about it is that Belle truly believes that. I think about that line when I think about you. Like, that's... <laughs> Legitimately, like when you said Rumpel's mistake was bringing back magic, I feel I remember thinking like because Chelsea thinks books are better than magic, like you would wish for books, like you'd wish for the library over having the power of the dark one, wouldn't you? Well, Belle would be able to find a solution to getting to Neil with books, and you know it's true. <laughs> Belle's very good at books. She's great at books. The bookworm, I think, is how Regina refers to her. Yes. Um, fine, I will move that down to my favorite. I just feel like it is moments. such a classic no, quintessential uh, Chelsea moment. I like it. I also like that she goes into the library. She did, did she tell him the story of the library? No. I'm shocked that she does not tell him that story because it's a very sweet moment. It's yeah, basically it when they first really like sweet. bonded. It is sweet. Yeah. When Lumiere pops up, the candle. Mm-hmm. And Neil is, like, super skeptical of what's going on. And he, like, checks. I know. He, like, checks it to make sure that he's, like, is this an illusion? Is it? Is it? Well, and he's kind of messing with it. Like, (laughs) his his ability to deliver funny moments, and even during serious situations, is just unparalleled in this show. Like, he just does the little things of, like, like, he's kind of just flickering (laughs) at it. And you're like, what what is this crap? I'm talking to a candle. (laughs) Um, Speaking of ridiculous things, what is Belle's outfit? I didn't realize until they were in the library that she's wearing, like, shorts with opaque tights. Yeah, so this outfit, I feel like, was done to show off her legs. There's no practicality in it. No, like, I, and even... We're looking at it right now in the preview. It doesn't make sense, because it doesn't fit the... Like, she's wearing, like, a coat, whatever you want to call that piece it's a vest it's a vest and then shorts and like like fishnet leggings they're or... not fishnets they're solid okay but they're like um, like you said they're opaque then so they kind of look like fishnet from a no. distance opaque me. means that they're completely solid well but they're that's her that's her skin image i can see her no, skin no you can't that's Wait, the color when you see it? them outside i also thought that they were see-through but then when you see them outside in the snow yeah they're completely solid. I thought she was wearing pants at that point. No, she's not. She's still wearing the shorts. She wore shorts onto the snow? Yeah. 
So, okay, this was definitely done just to show off her legs. Maybe. I wonder if the costume was originally just the super tight leggings, and then they added the shorts so that they were less revealing. But this show really doesn't do less revealing often. And it would just be revealing her butt, not like... I don't know. I mean, light-colored leggings, cellulite. No no fun. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it was bothering Robin, so... It's true. Uh, okay, that's right. But yeah, the costume was odd. I'm not gonna... This won't be on top costumes. Spoiler. But it was weird. Like, it just... It didn't also fit what Belle normally would wear. Like, no. We've, we've seen her in the Dark doesn't. Castle. She's it's usually weird. wearing a dress or... Well, she, she does wear skirts a lot sure. in Storybrooke. And maybe that this is like... The version of a skirt? Kind of? I don't know. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, and this is just like a general frustration of mine. Neil... Makes it sound like he has to get the Dark One back to get to the land without magic. Yeah. You've literally done this without the Dark One before. He's only gotten to the land without magic. Twice. From never, but not from here. Really? He went with a bean when he was a kid. From here. And then he took the... From from the land without magic... To Neverland, he took the shadow. No, from from the land. Oh, oh, wait. From the land without magic, he yeah he took the, the shadow. shadow. Took him. The shadow took him. Yeah. And then he comes back by taking the shadow. For, he's also in the enchanted forest that time. What? Because he got there through from a bean <laughs> when he falls through the portal. The oh no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about when he escapes Neverland. Because he goes from the yeah. he goes from the enchanted forest. But there's no forest. shadow here. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that he's done this multiple times. Yeah. You you've literally... No, there's no way I buy that you think this is your only way through. You've done that. You're the only one here who's... Like, you where's, actually... Where's... They should be looking for Anton. Where is Anton? Also, I would actually like to know when the curse was undone, why was he even taken? He was not taken as part of the original curse. It said that everyone that was from... I don't know why, but it said that everyone that was from... The Enchanted Forest would go back there. Because Hook, too, also wouldn't have come. Yep. Well, but he was there when the curse was cast. He was just in the protection bubble. That's true. So he was at least present. And frozen, actually. He was frozen by the curse. Yeah. Yeah, Neil was long in wherever the hell he was. That's so true. That's true. He shouldn't have even been brought back. Uh, anyway, going without the lore and the details. The candle, who I was like, this is super sus. Nothing about this seemed right. Other than, like, the prison, which, like, that does sound like something Rumpel would do. Though, I don't know. Do we have instances of him just, like, gratuitously punishing people for no reason? Mm. Other than, like, I guess he, he pulls Snow's necklace when she wastes his time when she's being li- when he's being lied to. That's not the same as no. imprisoning someone in a candle. I'm just trying to think, like... I mean, he turned a butcher into a pig! Oh, yeah. I'm sure he did something. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he deserved that terror. I mean, can you? Mo French deserved that. Mo French. (laughs) Mo French. Um. Well, they're desperate too. Yeah. Neil especially. Belle is actually a little more skeptical, and Neil is so desperate, and he even. He sounds like his father. He does, and Belle calls him on it. She does. She's like, "You'll do this at any cost." Mm Uh, and Zelina, I mean, they play right into Zelina's hands when she co- when she shows up in the library and says, "I don't think they suspected you for an instance." Instant that says more about them than it does about you. 
That's how I always feel about when you talk about like the doors. This says way more about you than it does about the characters. Doors? In um, the Charming's Loft. You're always like, they don't ever have any doors in this house. How are they going to live with each other? And now they don't have any doors because they broke them. <laughs> that was the first thing you said in that scene. I just looked and shook my head. That's li- Not that there was a witch there. It was just that like, oh my God, the only doors in this damn loft. The only are now doors. They don't have any now. I actually like the conversation that they have when they're walking to the vault. And out in the snow, which I thought looked really cool. Kind of like seeing the darkness with the snow was really cool. Um, he talks about how he understands that his father made a mistake, but he could never imagine doing that same mistake to Henry. And so it's kind of like Bell. And this is what I really wanted. I wanted Bell to see a side of him and Neil sees a side of him. And they're kind of like both discussing about that. But I wanted way more than just this little snippet. Like this should yeah. be multiple episodes. Agreed. Um, well, and I think it would have been actually kind of interesting to see Neil devolve into, into madness. To doing not madness necessarily, but to more desperate acts that yeah. get more and more evil. Yeah. Because um, Neil is a good man. Neil basically do, making the mistake that his father makes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually literally wrote, why are they trusting this candle? They are so desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and it- Belle really tries... Like, Rumple didn't sacrifice his life for good so he could return to be a slave to evil. Is that can't... So here's what I... The, 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 the thing that they do with the candle messes up, which is insane to me, because the candle didn't know how long the library was there. Yeah. And Belle's like, what? Like, even when she says, what did you just say? Like, that should have been a clue, man. Like, she she's on to you. And also, weren't you there? You know that the library was made for Belle, so she's going to know everything about it. He wasn't there. Where was he? He just got there. Zelina put him there. Oh. Rumpel didn't do anything to him. That's right. So this is... Zelina actually punished him this way. Yes. Wow. Because this is a candle from Beauty and the Beast, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, you're lying. But then Neil doesn't care. He actually knows that he's He literally says... To hell with the cost, and then sticks the key into the keyhole. Famous last words. Isn't there, there has to be a delicious irony in that, much like his father's tunnel vision, his own tunnel vision, which has helped him many times, getting to Neverland, getting out of, you know, all the other things, cost him dearly here. Like, just didn't need to do this. Don't do this. This is a bad call. Do not bring back the dark one like this. Yeah. Also, you of all people know magic comes with a price. More so than anybody else here. 200 years you suffered because of this. And you go, don't care. <clears throat> don't care at all. Both be, not, and, and like, I mean, I think he wants his father back, but he he thinks that his father is the path back to Henry. And he just can't see past that at all. And Belle is not there. And Belle both recognizes, like, Belle wants Rumple back, too. The way she looks at him when he comes out of the vault, like, oh, yeah. it's so beautiful. But she, like, he made, a, he made a sacrifice for them, and they can't fuck it up. Which is what I've been saying, really, this whole season, is yeah. that, like, he made a sacrifice, honor that sacrifice. I think bringing him back is reasonable, but I don't know what I've done like this. Um, and then Zelina shows up. And Neil is dying. So, Zelina admits that she basically is culpable here. Oh, yeah. She admits it. Yeah. I I have a fundamental problem with Zelina being the person that ends up essentially killing Neil. Yeah. That's just not okay. And it 
Well, and the, I think the thing that is hard is she, I'm not saying that she didn't, like, she caused all of this to yeah. happen. But, like, he's the one that made that choice. Because he didn't have any information. I know. But, and the, getting to, to hell with the cost uh, with no time, yep. or, like, building up to that, I just, too, too much, too fast. I, I, uh, the story just doesn't fit. Zelina isn't that character in Rumpel's story that should be the one who kills Neil. Yeah. Peter Pan doing this would have made sense. Uh, you know, if we ever find out who yeah. Rumpel's mother is, that would have made sense. Or him having to die for some other reason. To, to Yeah, like, just Zelina being the catalyst for this is like, no. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It and actually would have been way more powerful, even if the exact same thing happened, yeah. but he just chose that. Yep, like, had nothing to do with that, and he just goes, yeah. you know what, do what you need. I, this has to be done. I am sacrificing my life for you. That would have been much more powerful yeah. and better. Instead, it's like Zelina tricked him into doing this and made him a desperate soul. Yeah. And now, rightfully... Oh, I was going to ask you this question. Do we agree that now Zelina has to die? She I, killed Neil. Yep. Sort of. As I said, he made the choice. Sure. Uh, Bell tried to stop him. Sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I want I want to... Please ask me that in several episodes. I still want to know what she's doing, so I don't want her to die yet. Fair <laughs> But... Okay, I, I accept that. <laughs> to be determined. Why does she need all of those things? And then... So, uh, you had to clarify with me. He... Rumpel is trying to save Neil, but something happens where he can't do it while he's holding the dagger. Yeah, so Rumpel is trying to perform what I imagine is quite difficult magic. Yeah. He's absorbing Neil into his body. Sure. And Zelina is trying to pull the dagger out of Rumpel's hand, and yeah. he cannot do both of those things at the same time. I really feel like this is an excellent time to have poofed everyone away. <laughs> well, he that's a, yet a third thing that he has oh, to no. try to do. Don't do the, the other thing. Just... He might die before he can get they can get away. I don't oh, know. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yep. So he absorbs Neil. Selena gets the dagger. And then the the candle. Oh no. So oh, the other thing why I think she deserves to die. She then commands Rumple to kill uh, That is just awful. Awful. And poor fucking Bell. She deserves. She arrived here with Neil. <laughs> Who she likes very much. Very much so. <laughs> She's his stepmother, sort of. <laughs> nope. That's not how girlfriends work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and then he's dead or dying. She knows he's dying. Yeah. And Rumpel is back, but now under control of this crazy lady. And she's just like sobbing. And she's like, I guess I have to leave. Um, and leave because the man I love who's returned from the dead was ordered to kill me. That look on Rumpel's face. Like, he's he's still, he's got the two, mm -hmm. he's crazy now. He's got mm -hmm. the two, 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 he two voices in his head. But he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't want to kill her. Uh-huh. And the candle makes a surprise move. I'd like to point out, again, Selena deserves to die. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know the candle could do that. And Belle... Of course she does. Remembers to take the candle as she's running away. That's a very typical <laughs> And it's funny because Zelina says the candle's going to pay for this. And I'm like, what? You're going to turn him into a candle? <laughs> what? You're going to kill the candle? You're going to snuff his flame out? I mean, come on. 
<clears throat> okay, so then we come back to Neil and Emma in the woods. Uh, and they get the phone they call? They get a phone call from Belle, who has very quickly <laughs> found... Oh, let I want to roll back real quick, because Hook and Neil had a very interesting conversation that directly ties into this. Um, Neil asked Hook, how's it feel to be the hero? And Hook said it was different because, you know, he's used to being a pirate, essentially. And then Neil, uh, Hook asked Neil, how's it feel to be the villain? And he goes, you think I'm a villain? And he goes, well, if you use that uh, symbol and your father's alive, you had to do, you had to use some sort of magic that was bad and you paid a heavy price, mm-hmm. which sets up the conversation That's that true. we're about to have right now. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, so Belle tells Emma that Neil should be dead if yeah. he resurrects. That's that, that symbol came from the key. He resurrected the Dark One. That is how Rumpel is alive. Neil should be dead. It's a one-for-one one trade. And then Neil suddenly has a... <laughs> he, he suddenly feels the, the thing, and he asks Emma to separate them. And in an impressive show of magic, Emma separates their two bodies. Which, I, again, how the fuck does she know how to do that? Well, as Rumpel said, magic is mostly emotion. So if you think about what you want, like, oh, actually, in many instances, when people are learning how to do magic in the show, Emma yeah. especially, she act, reacts to magic on instinct. Because, I mean, like, Regina was talking about how, he, you know, they were trying to train her and she couldn't do it. Yeah. So it does seem like there's a level of concentration and knowledge and mm-hmm. training that you have to go through. Whereas, like, she's able to do something unbelievably difficult. Like, even Rumpel was like, how the fuck did you do that? Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they separate into two bodies, and Rumple looks devastated. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've seen Rumple not with two two minds in his head. And Rumple has his memories. Yes. He is, apparently was not part of this curse, so he didn't lose the year, so he knows what this means. Correct. Um, and Neil knows what this means. Yeah. No, he was just told this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Neil and Emma have that sweet moment. Mm-hmm. They He wants Henry to know that he was a good father in the end. And he gives her the necklace. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought her tears were very convincing here. I thought, I even said, this is an excellent job of emoting. Like this, this is actually what I've been wanting from her. This, I thought, she sold me on like, this woman is devastated right now. And I hope that when they inevitably decide to stay in Storybrooke with their family or whatever, that Emma recalls that she promised Neil that she would be happy. Like, when she says, I promise, twice in a row, like, I was, like, fucking sobbing over here. Um, and then, really good at crying in silence, thanks. which makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just never know when I'm crying, Roger. How did you make that both sinister and funny? <laughs> and then Rumpel and Neil have a beautiful moment. It was beautiful, but it was also so fucking sad. Oh, God. He spent, like, an eternity trying to find him, only for him to die because of the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. I... Thank you, Papa, for showing me what it is to make a true sacrifice. It's about saving the ones you love. It's my turn now. And then the most painful part is that they're holding hands, and Neil tells him to let go. Ugh! 
perfect conclusion to their story in that regards because that was yeah. the biggest mistake was not for go. not the reason with no. the witch but no. this is yeah that was like the perfect way and i also i like neil sacrificing himself like i think that was a good choice i just don't know that the setup of it was, was i would have been fine with it done in a different manner yeah yeah well especially especially if we had stretched out Neil going down a dark path yes. to bring back the dark one and then like Making get back his to his own family. Mistakes, understanding what his father had done and yeah. then sacrificing himself in the end would have been a great story. Yes. Arc. Agree. Mm-hmm. That's not what we got. And then the cry fest continues. Oh yeah. Well first like, <laughs> they burst into the loft and break the doors in the bathroom. Snow White is like what the fuck is going on? Somebody tell me something. <laughs> Charming and uh, Emma perfectly double sheriff. And have tunnel vision. They don't give a shit about what Mary needs to know. They're here to capture the witch. Yeah. Who apparently was in the bathroom. Yeah. For a long time. Well, I don't think it was a long time. Okay. So I think she probably showed up a few minutes before. But Julie knew yeah. they were coming. Um, and then Emma has to tell Snow that Neil is dead. And she lets, she lets her comfort her, which I thought was kind of nice. I talked about this when we watched it, that would have been a much more powerful scene had they not given us the fake out at the end of season two where he, they think he's dead already. Because it's like, this is now again, we think he's dead. But this time he actually is dead. I do think something subtly different in the scenes, though. In the original scene, Emma is in complete shock yeah. that Neil is dead or that he's fallen through a portal being shot. And here she's she's actually like giving into her emotions a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like she leans into that hug and cries on her mom's shoulder. Yeah, because she's gone. Like yeah. there's no coming back from this. But I just, I don't think we needed the fake out. I yeah, think we no, could have I just agree. had that scene be a big deal. And he's like, when he, when the lights essentially go out, Emma's look on her face is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he just died. You didn't need them to make you think that Neil or Glenn was dead for three episodes and then he's fine and then he dies anyway. You didn't need that? Nope. That's a Walking Dead reference, mm-hmm. isn't it? You didn't need to think Glenn was dead and then have to watch a 90-minute episode about Morgan? I'm bitter about this. I can tell. AMC? You Hear fucked me. up. <laughs> yeah, that was a fuck up. Don't do Not that. as bad as the time that you spoiled someone's death for West Coast viewers before we had a chance to watch the episode. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh... <clears throat> For what could have been a a monumental moment in the show, it feels thrown away in the 15th episode in the mid-season of a split-season series. Like, to me, how important Neil has been to Rumpel, to Emma, to Henry, his death is a season finale. That is something that hits the, like, characters, and they have, and we wonder how do they move forward, you know, going into the next season. Episode 15 was not when I would have done this. No, agreed. I, I, I just looked up when True Blood was, which was before this, because I wondered... If it was a contractor dispute. Yeah, or or if he just had something else. Yeah. Like, he just needed to leave. And I'm fine if the, the actor had to leave the show, but, like, Whale left the show. But the character Whale isn't dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically... Is that... Oh, no. We no, then we just get scene. this, like, grief fest. Oh, so yeah. first we have to watch Rumple walking, putting himself back into his cage. The, the dagger is now working again because yep. he's just him inside of his body. Let's talk about the conversation they have. Okay. Because he's sitting there. He basically is, like, resigned to his fate. He doesn't... He looks, honestly, uh, empty. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at his eyes, he just... He just... I don't give a shit anymore. My, my son is dead. Like, 
he's he's just waiting. Zelina's kind of you know she's taunting, she's doing a villain monologue, and he kind of points out, not even in a mocking way, just very matter of fact. He's like, well, now they know who you are. They're gonna find you and they're gonna kill you. And then he basically says, if I don't get to you first, and if he had the ability, he was gonna strangle her to death. It's interesting. So Rumple tells Emma who. Zelina is mm-hmm. that Zelina is the wicked witch, which is why they go after her in Mary Margaret's apartment. Um, but he he also doesn't know. What he she doesn't wants. know the full, but yeah. Uh, and she wants his brain now. So well, is we, it another Wizard yeah. of Oz reference? Yeah, we can talk about that and what okay. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, and then there's more grief. I cried a lot. Um, they have to go tell Belle about Neil, and she's <sighs> genuinely upset about that. I also loved charming telling hook and kind of like comforting him and hook looks so sad that was a great moment like hook looks genuinely like he lost a good friend Mm -hmm. yep and then henry emma has to tell henry and he of course typical fucking henry is so understanding he just got this huge switcheroo like as far as he knows his dad is an asshole that his mom hates that abandoned them and she tells him actually we're here about your dad and actually he's dead and also actually he was a hero this, I think that scene is the best acting I've ever seen from Jennifer Morrison. That was fantastic. Yeah. She sold me that that woman is, not only is she sad, she's sad that she's going to have to break her son's heart. Yeah. Like, that was, like, her and Henry are really good. Like, she sells the, like, I'm hurt, but I'm more hurt because this is going to hurt you. But, like, yeah. I lied to you. Your father actually wasn't a terrible person. Like, and, but by the way, he's dead. He, Jared Gilmore is also great in it's this great scene. great in this scene. He, like... He he told he's like mom, you're not making any sense because he she's like mm-hmm. saying weird stuff that he doesn't get, but he can tell how upset she is, yeah. and he's feeling upset too about the information, and he like doesn't really understand what's going on, but he like wants his mom to be okay. Yep, no, I think it's really good. it's also weird to see how old Henry's gotten. I know in his voice. Yeah, it's deeper. He's taller. Yeah, it. Uh, and then I think that's the episode. Oh, uh, so what you were talking about earlier when she makes him walk back to the cage and he just walks and she says go get in your cage he he looks resigned to like nothingness yeah like you know before he was crazed and you even talked about how like he was cool with his eyes we could see it and now there's like nothing behind his eyes he just looks dead inside well and i wish that we got a little more and maybe we will but he's i mean i think he lost his son so Mm -hmm. like that's devastating to him but he 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 also lost his sacrifice Mm -hmm. And now he might be used as the tool to hurt all of the people that he saved. I feel like this episode might explain, you know, for those of you who listen to the deep dive, the things that Rumpel does later. Yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think that we can talk more about that. I think they but, could have positioned it better, but I think this is the catalyst for Rumpel going, "Oh, this all of this is my fault. I could have fixed this better." I think the key to um, the key to many things in this show is communication. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> all right. You're not wrong. What's your favorite moment? I have four. Whoa. Uh, I have one very clear favorite moment. Then I have some others that I really like. So I'll just start with one. I love the hook in Neil, what ends up being their goodbye. Oh, I, thought that I was didn't great. even think of that. That was a great scene. It was nice. To, I mean, look, I hated the love triangle, but I always said I wanted to see a real conversation between Hook and Neil about everything. Mm-hmm. We don't get everything. They don't talk about Mila, but they do talk about the love triangle and how ridiculous it was. Yeah. And they come to like a friendly understanding. I thought that was great. 
Um, my first one is some, the one that I said that I was adding. Something better than magic books. Oh, yeah. That is a very, very Chelsea one. I also like the moment, and this is more concept, but the whole walk where Belle and Neil discuss their version of Rumble. Oh, uh-huh. I thought that was very nice to yeah, hear. No, that because I've been good. asking for that. Like, I want to hear how they view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Neil respects his father, but he's also still angry. Like, he just can't imagine why he ever did that. I think that was really good. Uh, Regina catching the bolt from oh, the I crossbow. That. that was awesome. It just was so cool. And his response, apologies, my lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My the, my singular favorite moment, and it's probably the coolest resurrection scene I may have ever seen. Rumple, Rumple coming out of the goo. Oh it's my! So cool, so cool watching Rumple rise from the vault in the black goo. Like and like that look of surprise and shock on yeah. his face, and like he comes out and he's got the hood. It's so cool. He looks like a bloody demon. So cool. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, so cool. it was unbelievable. Well, that was my third one. Yeah. Um, my last one, which I studiously avoided talking about this, and I feel like maybe you didn't read it this way. Um, Rumple choosing Neil over his dagger. Oh, no, I did read it that way. I mean, it, it was it was an impossible choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, he let go of his power so yeah. that he could help his son. Yeah. And it was a beautiful choice. Like, he literally gave up the thing that he was unwilling to give up. For he him. got it right. Yeah. It just sucks that... That came after his sacrifice. We've yeah. already seen him do this. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. It was like a conclusion to that. I just, that, that didn't need to be here. But you're right. It is the correct. He, yeah. he didn't choose power. Yeah. I honestly couldn't think of a really ridiculous moment. Oh, so, I'm going gonna... to share a funny anecdote. Instead. I got two. So, go ahead. Um. So, Rumple saying, like, no room, no room. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm really full, that's what I say. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So when you were full, you literally just say, no room, no room. Yep. It's kind of like there's that episode of Friends where Chandler wants to quit his gym. And it's really hard. And they keep trying. They like keep actually and he keeps signing and up he for keeps more. being like, I want to quit the gym. And every time people are trying to get me to do something, I think, I want to quit the gym. Don't they keep sending out hotter women? Yeah. yeah. And then Ross ends up joining as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this one is more like the one that you mentioned. I want to say it's Save Henry, where it was like not ridiculous in the sense of like the choice, but more so like just think of it as a concept. Rumple literally pulled Neil into himself. Like they now just share a body. Yeah. <laughs> like just that is like how do you like describe that to a person? Like oh yeah, I watched my favorite show last night, and um, the dad pulled his son into his body. Yep. With magic. Literally, his son is inside of him. Not spiritually. 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 Mowedge. But, like, physically. Like, he literally lives inside of him, brains and all. Yep. That? Um, it's a good choice. But the most ridiculous moment is Neil going from who we know he is to crazed sacrifice kill himself. Like, he just, it's too quick. Like you said, I would have liked to have seen him progressively descend into desperation, and instead he went from zero to 100. And this is the first time that we've seen Neil desperate to get to Emma and Henry. No. He he made Robin's son stand in front of a window and call to a shadow. But he had a plan. He did have a plan. There's no plan here. He has no idea what's going to happen. He just ends up killing himself from tunnel vision. Even when Belle is telling you, don't do this. Like Don't do this. Actually, most ridiculous moment. 
Bell tells Neil that books are better than magic. And then they don't use any of the books to read about how this key works. That's the most ridiculous moment. <laughs> A valid point. Because Storybrooke Bell found that in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and he actually slams the book shut and says we leave in the morning. They had the book right there. I'm not sure that book was actually the right book because it just had a hole in it that had the key in it. But there were other pages. It was I know. a big book. Yeah, it was a big book. Actually, I think it, it could have been. I don't know. Yeah, that, th that characterization of Neil because you just had to rush to the ending, yeah. I didn't no, like I get that. that. I didn't like that I get that. I suspect we have the same loser. I doubt we do. Go ahead. Mine is Rumple. That is a partial answer for me. Okay. I mean, I don't... Uh, I had a really hard time putting him here, actually, because giving up the dagger for Neil was... That's a pretty big win. It was, win. like, big win, right thing to do. But watching him walk... Like, one, watching the look on his face when he thought he was going to have to kill Belle, and then watching him walk back into that, that... That was so sad. Like, it almost made me sadder than watching a favorite character die. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with any of that. So, you ha we have a lot of characters in the show. Take Zelina out of the picture for a second, and my loser is everyone. <laughs> that grief scene, which we don't see a ton of grief in the characters, mm -hmm. every single one of those characters looks devastated. Yeah. Emma's heartbroken. Uh, Henry is devastated. He doesn't even really know him, and he can tell how sad it is. Charming looks bothered. Snow looks bothered. Hook looks devastated. They are all crushed right now, and they really haven't gained anything. Zelina has tricked them. Snow White has basically been having the Wicked Witch, so they don't know what the... F I mean, this is... This is like a very low point for all of them. They That's all true. look... They actually look defeated. <laughs> so your loser is everyone except for Zelina? I literally wrote everyone but Zelina lost. Okay. Every single one of them. Does that mean that Zelina won? Correct. Okay. I, I mean, That's honestly... That's a very reasonable choice. I feel like Zelina has made... The only thing I would argue that Zelina, her mistake... You killed the Dark One's son. Yeah. You are going to die. Yeah. There, there is, there, this is not like you fucked with him. This isn't you broke a deal. He spent over 100 years trying to get back to him and you killed him? You're dead. Like, yeah. you are going, and it's going to be painful. Like, Tamara killed him. We saw what he did to her. Yeah. Um, you convinced me to add Zelina to mine. That's 100% accurate. Especially because last time, the only reason I put her in the loser category was because she lost Rumpel and she found him found him and has him back in the cage yeah and she managed to trick two smart people with a not great trick yeah not really, <laughs> not really at all yeah that candle was sus um i chose neil as my winner i it felt like the sacrifice it you? felt wrong not to choose him for making that sacrifice I would agree with you if we got it the way we talked about no i no i see that it could have been done better I just needed to choose Neil. That's fair. He was just, it just, he was so dead. I don't know. I, I, I actually know. I don't agree with that. He, he did it in such a non-Neil way to me. If his sacrifice had felt more noble, it, it felt like he died for nothing. Well, for the me. sacrifice on the, on the Enchanted Forest side was a, not a knowing sacrifice. I mean, he said he didn't care what the cost was, but like, I don't. I don't, that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. The fact that he told Emma to like, he knew oh, that he was going to die and yeah. he, he gave up his life so that 
Rumpelkins. So yeah, it, it, I the it's the part in the past that you know like, I get that, that was so bad. But I think that's the thing that's bad about the not building it out because mm-hmm. we didn't have any time to understand how he got to that place. I mean, like maybe he doesn't even say like I realized I made a mistake or anything like that. He just is like he's dead. I'm gonna make this sacrifice now so that you can talk to Rumple. You need him more than me. He's been in one episode this season. He literally just showed up to die. Yeah, I mean, he was in a he was in, like, in 3A, for like three A. No, he was he would they were walking to the castle. Oh, that's right. But he was like barely in the episode. Um, here's the other thing why I think he's a loser. And I was thinking about this. If Rumple's greatest mistake is abandoning his son, and that is the thing that Neil says I would never do. You just abandoned your son. Mm-hmm. By by recklessly killing yourself, you have left Henry without a father. All right. I just... You and that me. that is the thing that he said, I could never imagine myself doing that, and then he ends up doing it. I just it. feel really... He, he, I, don't, I want his sacrifice to be recognized. I, the, I'll, the, I'll make him a runner-up. I think that. that's fair. I, I, this is one of the things, when, spoiler right now, when we get to the end of the, this recap, his death is a, like one of my top two complaints. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't like it. I don't I like that. the way it was done. He's too important and integral of a character that this, you know, end of the season, the right villain, show me the things that you talked about where we get to say, hey, you know, I made some mistakes. I understand you, Papa. I'm sorry. Take care of Henry. All of those things that we needed for a show like this, we don't get. This is rushed. Let go, Papa. Yeah, that that moment could have been so great at the (laughs) end of the season where he says, Papa, you spent a lifetime chasing for me. I forgive you. You know, let me go now. And he dies. But we get it all kind of packed into one. It's like, ah, not for Zelina, not for this. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Uh, so next week we are going to watch season three, episode 16. 16. It's not easy being green. Um, so, okay. So Zelina now has courage from from Charming, Charming. Sword. Yep. And we now know that she wants Rumple's brain, which, like, how is she going to get that? Brains. Brains. Um, so now my question is, whose heart does she need? The heart of the truest believer? Maybe. Um, but that seemingly, that is the Wizard of Oz and set of ingredients that are needed. What does she need them for? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair question. Uh, and then is Zelina going to do anything about Ra- or Zelina is Regina going to do anything about Robin? Like, what what was she thinking in that last scene? And is she going to figure out that Zelina is her sister? I just wish that wasn't true. <laughs> but truthfully, I think Zelina is doing a great job being the enemy of the Charmers. I agree. Although the, the description, Zelina challenges Regina to a fight to the death. Because I... Uh, uh, there are a lot of things I don't like about Zelina. Yeah. Um, but... One thing I will say, she is incredibly powerful. Sure. She took a dagger from the Dark One. She ripped it out of his hands. Mm, she didn't rip it out of his hands. Well, she used ma- she magicked it out of his hands. No. She was using magic. Yeah, but... But then she, he drops it. She put him in a Sophie's Yes, choice. I understand that. Yeah. But she's very powerful. She's going toe-to-toe with the Dark One and, like, is Regina going to be able to handle this? I mean, she did already technically get tricked by once already where he was able to escape. That's true. Um, so here's my thing, what I would say. I have always loved Regina. I absolutely enjoy watching her on screen. 
there are three integral things that she has this season and two of them are excellent and one of them I don't need which is I love her relationship with Henry trying to rebuild that and have that I think her and Robin are very fascinating like we haven't really had like the fun new couple so that's Uh great and then this whole rivalry with Zelina that's the one I don't give a shit about. Yeah. I would be more than happy if you moved her. Like I said, 3A was Regina Shining. You can move her to the background and let her just focus on her relationships. Bring her in when you need like a, a question. When you need a magical backup. You need some magical backup <laughs> or you need some questions. But honestly, I'd rather all of her attention be on Robin, her true love story, and what to do about Henry. That's all I need Regina for right now. And let some of the other characters do some things because she already had her star. I would love actually to see... And and I understand that why this is happening, but they're they're kind of pushing snow to the background, and mm-hmm. like apparently Zelina wants to be close to their baby for some reason, and I want to see Snow be like, no fucking way. Snow versus Zelina would be badass. <laughs> like, would have been fun. Not losing a baby again. Oh, no yeah. fucking way. We've never gotten badass Snow White in story. Yeah. Give me Snow White and Zelina fighting over the baby. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's actually one of my bigger complaints of this season, too, is that it's, I just... Regina has a bunch of really cool character development things that she should be focusing on that I think are interesting to us, but it gets pushed back for the rivalry, which that rivalry doesn't intrigue me like that. Give... Like, we already got the fun part of her being a badass in Peter Pan. Now give me the depth. Give yeah. me the building. Give me all that. I got that. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, the number of times that I cried in this episode... Six! Four. Ooh. But one of them was like kind of an extended scene of crying. So we'll call it four and a half. Sure. All right. Um, Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can get Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you said four? Yeah. Definitely when Emma was crying with Henry. Yep. That's number one. When uh, Let Go Papa. Yeah. I mean, that one. like in That whole, whole, <laughs> the death whole scene. thing. We'll just say Neil's death. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the big grief scene mm-hmm. when all the characters have to say basically that Neil has died. Mm hmm. Oh, when um, the when Belle has to leave Rumple when when uh, Zelina's trapped and he's gonna kill her. Five. Oh, you cried there too. Yes, I did. Oh, because I thought that one would get you when she's basically just sobbing. Because well, she's sobbing. So she's sobbing. Yeah. Oh. It, it's kind of the same as the I, I have when Belle and Hook find out that Neil is dead, and then also Rumple putting himself back in his cage, which is kind of the same scene. But I, I feel like I, I had I was sort of like I was like okay yeah. I'm okay, and then Rumple the walking Rumpel down a little the stairs because he looks so dead inside, like his yeah. eyes are empty, so dead. Which is funny because this is you know I think I asked what is Rumple's life purpose now. I now I this is probably now my burning question is that what. And both inside and outside the show, well, now what do you do with Rumpel? The impetus for him becoming a better man was that he wanted to fix the mistakes of the past with his son. You're my happy ending. You're that's my happy my ending. redemption. But he's... That, that is... You can't tell me that's a happy ending. He just died. Well, now what does Rumpel do? Like, and him and Belle can be happy, but he's never going to forgive himself for this. Yeah. I... Uh, this was a mistake. This, this to me, is a top three mistake in the history of this show yeah. breaking the curse in season one and killing neil might be one and two yeah i think that's true yeah well please be sure to join us next time when we watch the season three episode 16 it's not easy being green and we will see you next time